Welcome to the Real Estate Mindset Podcast, hosted by Eric Nelson and brought to you by Wild Oak Capital. Eric is a real estate investor, business owner, and performance coach. Throughout this series, Eric explores the mindset behind why certain investors are so successful and how we can learn from their achievements and failures. Eric asks the tough questions around the habits, discipline, mindset, and more required to achieve the most ambitious goals. Thank you for being here and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, welcome to Real Estate Mindset. This is your host, Eric Nelson. And, and today's guest is, man, he's just a very honest guy. I really enjoyed chatting with him. His answers to the last questions are so good because he's so thoughtful about it. So Scott's a CPA. He has that kind of numbers brain. You can tell he you know, really analyzes that side of it. Um, but I got to meet him at a conference and he's just a really, really good person. So I'm excited for the show. I'm sure you'll learn a lot. And I just really really love, I mean, stick around for the end. You'll really love his answers to the questions, I'm sure, just as I did. So without further ado, I'll bring in Scott. All right, Scott. Well, thanks for being on. Welcome in. Thanks for uh, taking the time to be on the show. You bet. Thank you for uh, the invitation, Eric. I'm really, really excited. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we know each other a little bit, but I'm excited to kind of hear your story. And so we'll start there. You know, if you could kind of give us your background, I know you're a CPA, but I'm um, doing lots of real estate stuff now. So if you could kind of give us your background and what what created that transition, what what it looks like, and all that. Sure. Well, I'll uh, I'll try not to go into enough enough detail, but not too much to get boring. My journey started about 21 years ago. My first job out of college. Uh, yes, I, I am a CPA. So I was working at a back then. Uh, I think it was a big five public accounting firm, Arthur Anderson. And um, the person who was assigned as my mentor at the time uh, through Arthur Anderson was uh, when we got together, we didn't talk about accounting because accounting's boring, right? <laughs> we talked about real estate because uh, he he was big into uh, residential real estate. I think at that point he had maybe 100 rental properties. I don't know how he managed those properties along with his uh, you know full-time accounting job at a CPA firm. But so he was the first one to put the the bug into my ear, you know, kind of that light bulb moment that, hey, I could own something that I don't live in going off just a little bit. I remember driving around with him at, at some point and he was like, oh, that's my house and that's my house over there. And I just remember being totally like mind blown. Like he was saying it so like nonchalantly, like, oh, that's, I got that. And I got that. <laughs> like, I felt <laughs> like at that point, you know, as a 22 year old or whatever I was, like I would have been screaming at, that's my house. That's so awesome. I can't believe it. Uh, because I literally had no idea that that's, you could own something that, that you didn't live in again. But so he was the first person that told me to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which uh, a lot of people have read. It, it literally changed my, at least my financial life, probably my life in general, um, because it opened up a whole new way of of thinking for me. So I started out with some residential properties, mostly student rentals near the the, the university where I went to school uh, here in, in Indianapolis. And then just over the years, I've had you know, quite a few single family homes and duplexes. And at some point about, well, about seven, eight years ago, got the, just kind of happenstance, got introduced to a little bit larger, uh, some smaller multifamily, 14 unit, ended up buying a couple 14 unit apartment buildings, 
Uh, I've since sold both of those, rolled one of them via 1031 exchange into a an office building that I still own, and that's been really good. So, yeah, uh, and just it's been it's been the last couple of years I've been focusing more on the real estate syndication investing on the GP side, and then uh, also as an LP that I've been doing that for quite a few years as well. Oh, Hopefully man, that so, wasn't too too detailed. <laughs> no, no, that's great. A couple of things like you know I, I remember. I think everyone has sort of the shift moment, right? Like maybe it's not a moment, but it's a period of time where you say, wow, I'd really love to do something else. You know, how can I produce passive income type stuff? And it's interesting, like it's it's commonplace now because we are in it and we talk about it. And that's the podcast I've listened to for years. But there is, I will still say most people have that sort of thinking like you, like how could you possibly own two houses, right? Like you have one and you have the other. How did you do that? How's that possible? And so I think there's a lot, there's a lot of like, there's that big hurdle to kind of get your mind over, oh, you can actually own properties that you don't live in. And then from there, you know, honestly, the sky's the limit, which, which we've kind of experienced is like, not only can you own one, you can own hundreds or thousands and it's very achievable and very doable. It's just so scary. Like even buying your first house is like, I remember like at the closing table being so nervous, you know, cause it's such a big number. And so I want to kind of like highlight that is like, you know, that's really cool that you were able to recognize that shift in your mind. And also, yeah, Rich Dad Porta is a classic, right? It's it's such a good book to talk about this type of thing where it's like talking about assets and how to really view money as a whole and then management itself. So it's definitely a shift. So I kind of wanted to highlight that part of your story mm-hmm. and then maybe fast forward a little bit to where you are now. So maybe talk about Onward Equity, what you guys are doing, you know, where are you buying that type of stuff? Sure. Well, it was it was probably about the same time Again, seven or eight years ago, I was introduced to the world of being a, a passive investor, you know, a limited partner in like a real estate syndication. And prior to that, I literally, even at that point, I had almost almost 15 years of, you know, active real estate investing experience, but I still literally had no idea how does someone go out and, and buy an apartment building or an office building or, or you know, anything larger than basically a duplex. <laughs> because I, I just assumed you had to be a billionaire or a big corporation, you know, because there's no way that I could get my mind around myself going out and buying this. And I, I didn't realize that, you know, it's not necessarily billionaires or big corporations. It's basically normal people teaming up with other normal people and doing somewhat abnormal things, right? Doing things bigger than than all of us. So that was a huge mindset shift for me when I was introduced to that. Uh, and, the idea of I could even be a limited partner in that. And then probably five years after that, I started thinking, you know, again, the, the mindset shift, it's, it's so important. And so, um, yeah, it's so important to everything that we do. I started thinking, well, hey, these other people are, are they're on the general partnership side. They're not necessarily doing anything differently than I've been doing for the last 15 years, give or take. So why can't I try to learn how to do that? But again, but I had no idea how to do that, you know, where to start. I just knew that I wanted to, and, and I joined a mentorship group at that point, and that's that was about two years ago, and that's what really kind of fast tracked or made possible uh, the last couple of years of what I've been doing, which is being on the general partnership side of some real estate syndications, and it's been fantastic because it's all about a team working with different people. Everything previously that I done was basically on my own, and now it's all about finding other great people to team up with and again, to, to do somewhat abnormal things of take down larger uh, real estate deals. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been very eye-opening and it's been uh, exciting because again, it's something that three, five, certainly 10 years ago, I would have 
never thought that this is where I would be, that I, that I, you know, little old me could, could do something like this. So that mindset shift again was so important. Oh, totally. And I, I think it's, it's important. I mean, first of all, congratulations for your success. And I think, you know, I like to highlight action, right? So like lots of people might say, oh, I can do this, but you know, you kind of took the action steps to take one step forward every day, every other day, whatever it is where you just kind of move the needle forward. And eventually you kind of come to this place where you're like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I don't want to speak to you. I, I'm like, but I, I have the same feeling of like, I'm not any more special or different than anyone else. I just happen to love real estate. Right. And I saw the same thing as you. It's like, well, I see that person doing something. I suppose I could probably learn and do that as well. And it's actually, I actually like say this a lot. It's not that complicated. I mean, you kind of put it in really good words. It's like people come together to buy this asset. The hardest part is kind of finding and funding the deal, honestly. So mm-hmm. if you find something that makes sense as a business, then yeah, you kind of bring a people, a pool of people together. And then, you know, if you've had that sort of trust built, it's pretty cool. Like it's really, really cool, actually. So I love it to hear again that like that mindset shift of, yeah, it doesn't take a billionaire. It doesn't take a genius. It doesn't take anything super special other than just being organized and kind of taking action. Right. So I love to hear that, that story. So what what did you guys target markets? I mean, what are you going after? A perfect world. What's a what's a deal you'd like to grab? Well, to be honest, I well prior to jumping into the like the gender partnership side, the real estate syndication world, uh, everything I've done has been just been basically on my home turf, Indiana, the state of Indiana, mostly around Indianapolis, which is where I live. Since since then, I'm I'm a numbers person. Like we already said, I'm CPA by trade, by training. So my brain kind of thinks in numbers. In my opinion, if the numbers work and it's, you know, in a, a decent property in a decent area, it probably makes sense, you know, to be, could be a good investment. So I have not honestly focused on trying to focus on just gen- one general area of the country or state or city. Uh, I've had the opportunity and been very fortunate to to be able to team up with some other people that have found good deals and kind of allowed me to to come on board to help uh, manage the process and kind of help with the numbers on the front and back ends. Mm-hmm. So literally the the opportunities that I've been, the deals I've been a part of are literally from coast to coast, <laughs> Georgia, South Carolina, Ohio, California, <laughs> working on one right now in Texas. So honestly, there's no kind of rhyme or reason or a master plan there for me. It's just kind of where the opportunities have presented themselves. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the one thing that makes me a little bit nervous about that is management. We've had great managers and we've had some that we had to let go. And that that process of letting go has, has spooked me a little. But we are actually kind of in the process of widening our horizons as well and like taking putting a little trust in in certain situations. So like in this case, we were asked to, to do a deal in a state I've never done. And I can't really talk about it yet because it's not really closed, but essentially... I trust the manager and I know the manager. So it's like, kind of makes me feel better. If, if I were in your shoes, that'd probably be the main question I'd ask, but like, okay, how do, how do we know the management's solid? You know? So beyond that, you're right. It's kind of a numbers game. It's like, does the business plan work? Does, you know, does the lending work? Does all of this payroll work? All the stuff that you is required, does it come together? And it doesn't really matter what market. So I do some coaching and I like kind of teach people how to get started in this world. And you know, that's usually one of the first questions. It's like, where do I choose? You know, and so doing some market analysis around it, what I say is it doesn't matter. There are so many markets in the United States that work. Absolutely. You know, generally speaking, you have to find the deals within those markets, but you could, there's hundreds of markets in the United States. So it's kind of this choose where you want, 
you know, I'll show you how to analyze that market, but it doesn't really matter. You know, the, the, the market itself doesn't matter so long as the deal within that market works. So I'm with you. I mean, I think it's, I think with, with the right kind of mind, like you have probably it's, I know lots of people who do that by across the country. Well, you're, you're so spot on though, with your comment about it has to, you have to have the right property management company, property manager there, because that, that can literally make or break a deal, right? It could be a great deal that they run into the ground, or it could be a not so great deal that a good property manager can, can build up and, uh, and to make into a really good deal. So one of the first properties I had an opportunity to be a part of, uh, I'm on the asset management team. So we have calls every week with it and we're on the third property manager <laughs> had, oh, had to, you know, you always think you're doing the right thing when you do it. Otherwise I would hope you wouldn't do it, but uh, you know, the first two property management companies just didn't perform, didn't live up to expectations. And the, the third one, thankfully seems to be um, very much better and things are trending in a much better direction, but finding that property management company that is, is going to care about this asset as much as you do. And as much as your investors do is very important, right? Uh, one of the top most important things that has to happen. So everything that I've been a part of, you know, there's got to be, in my mind, there's got to be somebody local, some kind of boots on the ground that's familiar with the management company, or at least can really, really vet them on a local level to get to know, are they going to love this as much as we do and, and take care of it as much as we do? So um, yeah, 100% agree with you on that. Awesome. All right, Scott, well, we'll kind of shift gears a little here. I have some some questions for you. So what books have you been reading or what books can you recommend other than Red Stab, Poor Dad? <laughs> I would recommend that one to anyone aspiring uh, real estate investor. But, um, you know, one I, I recently finished uh, that had been recommended to me was Who Not How. Uh, I'm going blank on who the author is. Probably you may have read that, but uh, I have. I can't remember the author either, but great book. Yeah. yeah. No offense to the author, but he wrote a good <laughs> book. Again, it was it was a mindset shift for me. I, I'm always, I think maybe guys in general, or at least me, are kind of, oh, I can do this. Just, I can do it. Just, let me let me handle it, and and it's very eye opening in the sense that it it says you know I don't have to do the be the one that does everything. Uh, I just have to know someone who can do that for me, you know. And what that does is once I once I read that and I've started to implement some of those tactics, you know, it, it's really it takes a lot of stress off my off my shoulders and off my mind because I, I if I find someone that you know lives for this that that gives them energy to doing whatever this is that I can see it zaps my energy. That's a win-win, you know, allows me to focus elsewhere. So uh, I would definitely recommend that book. It's basically saying, you know, find someone that is strong for your week and, uh, you know, team up. Yeah, I love that book. And it it did, it changed my mind as well, because I think shortly after that, I had hired an assistant and it turns out she was amazing. She's since moved on and she's doing really amazing coaching stuff. But before that hire, I was kind of afraid of that too. One, I was afraid of the cost. I was like, well, how could I afford to pay someone hourly when I'm not really mm-hmm. making any money yet? <laughs> You know, but it turns out she was amazing at a lot of things I was terrible at, right? And it saved me so much energy and time and frustration and stress to have that person that it was like, oh, okay, well, that's the perfect description of who, not how. It was like, how do I put together a Facebook post that says blah, 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 whatever? How do I edit a video? You know, I could have probably, but instead she was amazing at that stuff. So she would just like take that and run and she had fun with it too. So it was a perfect example of like, she could do it. She wanted to do it. She's way faster and better rather than me kind of banging my head against the wall. And that's a perfect example. So great book recommendation. Next question is around mentorship. We talked a little bit about your mentor you're kind of driving with, but have you had other mentors along your path that have, you know, kind of helped you get where you are? My most, most recent 
person that I would call a mentor, consider a mentor, yeah, has really opened some doors and opened my eyes a little bit. Teach me more specifically the kind of the world of the uh, the general partnership and real estate syndication. So that was, well, I guess just to backtrack a little bit, I, what I mentioned a couple of years ago, prior to a couple of years ago, I had no idea how to do the kind of these bigger things. And I joined a mentorship group. And that was, you had mentioned, Eric, like the expense. Is it worth an expense? You know, and, and I'm an accountant, right? So I think <laughs> money out the door, it's an expense. But I had to, again, the mindset shift. I had to shift that thinking to, no, it's not an expense. It's an investment. It's an investment into myself and into my future. So uh, once I was able to do that, to join the the mentorship group, then I was assigned a specific mentor, uh, a real person. And working with this person has, has really, I, I guess, brought more opportunities and, and brought some uh, knowledge that I wouldn't have had, you know, and it's, it's you know, it, yes, it's costing dollars, but it's it's allowing me to to go further, to go faster, and ultimately to have love what I'm doing. And I think to have set myself up for a good long-term success. So zero reservations or zero um, regrets about making that decision a couple of years ago to to pay for mentoring because it's, uh, I'd, I'd avoided it for a long time, just out of not wanting to spend dollars. <laughs> but when you frame it as a an investment in your mind, I think it completely changes the landscape. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I asked the question for a reason. I, I completely believe in it. And it's funny. I mean, sometimes sometimes it's the group, right? I mean, it's like the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Sometimes it's truly the information. Sometimes it's like, all right, how can I fast track my information? And then sometimes it's just the the fact that you've paid money. <laughs> that will sort of force you to sort of do the work, right? Kick yourself so in the pants a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. It's a little bit of all of those things um, combined. So I still wholeheartedly believe in it. The final question that we talked about a little bit before the show is, you know, is around success. So what is your definition of success? That's such a hard, hard question, but such an important question. You know, I truly believe for me, it's not about dollars in the bank account. For me, it's time, I guess. Time is is my most precious Having time to to spend with my family, to be able to sit outside and uh, enjoy a nice day, I, I love to to think about also how that you know my life can impact others, whether whether it's my son, how I can bring him up and and teach him you know what I think are important rules to live by, and you know how to how to be a good person. Um, but also, I feel like uh, well, about 10, 12 years ago, my wife and I started a charity. Uh, here in Indianapolis that provides lodging for for cancer patients. And that, when I think about that, we've provided over 8,000 nights of lodging uh, for for guests that come into Indianapolis for treatment. We've got some good hospitals here. And I'd like to think that's somewhere on the spectrum of uh, as well of, you know, success for me is kind of forming that company that can really kind of give back to to those that are at a low point in their, in their life and, you know, on their journey. So I don't know, did that, that yeah, answer no, your I question? Mean, there's, there's no right or wrong, right? That's why yeah. I love it so much. And that's super cool. I mean, I, I read that on your website about you guys charity and that's so amazing. I mean, so, so thank you for working hard to do that type of thing. That's really incredible. Like giving back is a passion of mine as well, but you know, it's also a selfish endeavor. I mean, it feels good to help others. And then, so it's a little bit of both, right? You're helping someone, you're also helping yourself, but it's, I don't want to be little at all. I mean, that's not why you do it, right? But it's just, it's also nice to know that you can achieve the success, but you kind of attribute helping others as part of that, which is a really incredible answer, right? Like lots of people, maybe if, if they hadn't actually taken the time to think, they might just think success is some number. And that's why I love that question to your point. So important is defining what success is to you helps you kind of define what it is you want to be and, and where you want to go. 
and you can kind of say, okay, well now what do I need to do to get there? And, you know, I've struggled with that plenty in my life is who do I want to be? Why am I doing this stuff? You know, what, anything, right? Even, and mm-hmm. I, I'm speaking to anyone listening. Why do you go to work? Like truly think about it. What it is that, that you, what's the reason for you to go to work? It's probably more than money if you actually think about it. And actually making money is for some reason. So it's a really interesting question. And I loved your answer. I mean, you know, like kind of teaching your son, like being a true father figure and mentor to him and then giving back to people like those words you were kind of choosing were the things surrounding success to you, which again is way, way, way deeper and more true than just earning money. So I really love, really, really love that response. So thanks for your honesty. The harder, Um, the harder part of that question is the second part is why do you think that you've achieved some success and others maybe not so much? Also a great question, Eric. (laughs) Um, I honestly think I've always been a little bit self-motivated. You know, I've always had a little bit of drive that that maybe uh, I I wouldn't say is necessarily 100% common. All too often I see people or hear people say, oh, you know, I wish I could do what you're doing. Not that I'm, you know, saving the world or anything, but oh, I'd love to be a real estate, but oh, I I can't for this reason or I, I, uh, you know, it's just not the right time for me. But I think you mentioned at one point, you know, it's not just knowing what to do, but it's you know, doing it, taking some action, putting one foot in front of the other, figuring out you know, what, what do I have to do today to be just a little bit better than I was yesterday. I am reminded the original mentor I spoke with you about uh, mentioned for my accounting, first accounting job. I asked him, I think a couple of years after that, originally our, our original conversations. And I said, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, put the bug in my ear about being a real estate investor. I'm sure you've told quite a few other people that they should do that. How many other people have kind of taken you up on that or have, you know, kind of made that jump? And he said, you know, actually, you're the only one. And that that kind of blew my mind. It's like you literally gave me a life changing <laughs> light bulb moment. You know, you, you told me kind of what can really set my life on a whole new trajectory. And that could do the same thing for so many other people. But you told these people and they didn't do anything about it. So I think that's the it's, it's not just knowing what to do, it's doing it, you know. I've also thought, you know, if, if nothing changes, then nothing changes, right? If nothing changes in what I'm doing or what I'm thinking, then nothing's going to change in in the results that I'm getting, right? So I've always kind of tried to use that as a a guideline. You know, what am I doing today, or what am I what are my plans to to make you know tomorrow or next week better for myself, for my family, or others and others. Oh, I love it, man! So good, Scott. This has been this has been so good. Um, I really love this last section and really respect your answers and really thoughtful, right? You're not just saying something that's from a book or something you saw on Instagram. I mean, it's truly coming from you. So I really appreciate your, your kind of ability to be honest here. So final question I asked for you is how can people get a hold of you? How can they learn what you're doing? What's the best way to reach you? Um, well, my, my company is called Onward Equity. That's the company where we focus on apartment investing, large commercial investments. So the website there is www.onward hyphen equity onward dash equity and from there you can contact me or uh, just my email scott at onward hyphen equity.com i'd love to chat with anybody i love talking about real estate i love talking about life in general so be be great to hear from somebody yeah i'm the same way i love to chat so <laughs> if you're listening and reach out reach out to scott he's a great guy well again scott thank you so much for taking time thanks for being on i appreciate you having me here Oh man, what a good show. Um, again, Scott's just very, very down to earth, super, super solid person. 
really enjoyed that show. So I hope you got gained some from it as well. I always like to say thank you. Thanks for being here. Please tell a friend if you could give us a review that helps us grow and reach more people. We want to tell people all about this. So if you could kind of let people know um, we're here. And again, thank you so much for being here until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Mindset Podcast. If you've enjoyed the content today, please follow this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to head over to wildoakcapital.com for more information or to connect with Eric directly. Please take a moment to leave a review or tell a friend about what you've listened to today. We hope you'll tune in again soon.